So this morning I want to talk about it. I want to talk about, and I entitled this message, Swaddling Clothes. Swaddling Clothes. Uh, because, and I, and I have a subtopic which I'll, I'll get to in a little bit, but swaddling clothes because that's one of the most, when you say swaddling clothes, you only think about Christmas time. That's what, the, when, when you think about that. So I want to start and I want to read the scripture. Let's turn to Luke chapter 2, verse 8. And we're going to look at this. But, and this is, and what we're going to go through is we're going to kind of go through some stories. How many have ever seen the, the, uh, Scrooge, one of the Scrooge stories, one of the Scrooge movies, right? So we all know that Scrooge, he gets visited by these different ghosts of this and that and the other, and they all shake him up and make him feel bad, make him get himself to the place where he's not so stingy no more, right? So we're not going to look at ghosts this morning, but we're going to look at some stories around Christmas of the lives of people that caused this the, the, the greatest miracle in the world to be born. And we're going to look at what was happening with them while this was going on. And it was much more than swaddling clothes going on behind the scenes. Right? So in Luke chapter 2, verse 8, it says this. And again, I think everybody's heard it. I mean, you can't, you can't even turn on your TV at Christmas time without some kind of show or movie or something going on without hearing this piece. It says, now there were in the same country what? Y'all, matter of fact, y'all can fill it in. Now they were in the same country what? Shepherds. shepherds, right? They were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over the flock by night. And behold, and of the Lord stood before them in the glory of the Lord shone uh, around them. And they were greatly afraid. And the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good tidings of great joy. Uh, which will be to all people, for there is born into you the city of David, a which is Christ the Lord, right? And this will be a sign unto you, and you will, and that you will find the babe wrapped in, right, laying in a manger. And suddenly there was an angel and a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God, saying, "Glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, peace." Right, we've heard it so many times, again, you can put it together, different pieces, you might not be able to verbatim say it, but we've heard that scripture so many times. And most of the time at Christmas time, when we go throughout our neighborhoods and, and turn on the TV or go to the mall, we see, uh, you know, uh, pictures of Santa Claus, you know, and he's got the suit on. Santa Claus never changed his outfit either. He's worn the same clothes the whole time. To take him to go to the mall or something like that. Because he just wore the same suit every year. He ought to be tired. I would get tired and tell him, you got to let me wear something else. Uh, but Santa Claus every year has got the same thing on. We see the manger scene setups, right? We see these manger scene setups. Uh, at Christmas time, uh, uh, we see the, uh, we went over Ryan and Felicia's place uh, the other week and they got, this is, uh, the guy called a nutcracker, is that what it is? The nutcracker guys. You know, uh, you see those little, the little men, soldier men standing or whatever. Now, I told them they got this great commercial about the Nutcracker man. Y'all seen the one with the Planet Peanut commercial? And the guy walks in, in the room and the Nutcracker guy, he's sweating, you know, and, uh, and, and because they make a, uh, a peanut, uh, 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 what do you call it, a walnut or whatever, pecan breaker out of this thing, right? So they knew he just loved to, to, to crush the peanuts. And so as soon as he tried to turn his back, <laughs> And bite the peanut. The guy threw his, his cane in his mouth and got his mouth stuck up. Great commercial. You gotta see it. But <laughs> Christmas time, all these things get broken out, man. 
and we have all our ideas and opinions of what's happening around Christmas, but this is one of the strongest things. We think about that, that baby lying in the manger. But man, that was stuff happening in the background of this story that I very seldom heard people talk about at Christmas time. This was the greatest miracle ever in the world that was being born at this time. Right? This Jesus was being born. He was the great, the savior of the world was being born at this time. Right? And so, uh, much more going on in a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. This was huge. Right? So you, you have all these stories playing out in the background at, at this particular time. And so we're going to read some of them. Uh, let's go to turn to Luke chapter 1, verse 5. Luke 1, 5. Luke chapter 1, verse 5. Luke chapter 1. So we're going to look at Zacharias. We're going to look at Elizabeth. We're going to look at uh, Mary. We're going to look at Joseph. We're going to look at all of these people's lives who were being affected by this situation happening. To us and to everybody else, now it's about the babe in the swaddling clothes. Not to them. There was some life-changing stuff happening with them during this season. And I, I want you to understand something. Whenever God brings a miracle to you, people on the outside may be looking and may not, they may not be able to tell everything that's going on on the inside. But on, uh, uh, but on, the, on the inside, there was trouble brewing. When God bringing him this miracle, right? So Luke chapter 1, let's look at Zacharias. He's, he's got some funny point, uh, parts to him. Luke chapter 1 verse 5, it says, And there was in these days of Herod, uh, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. And his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinance of the Lord, blameless. But they had no child because Elizabeth, Elizabeth was barren and they were both advanced in years. So, <clears throat> so it was while he was serving as a priest before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot had failed to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. So this was his job. This is what he was chose to do by their means of picking out who was going to do what job. Right. So he was to burn incense. Verse 10, and the whole multitude of people were praying outside at the hour of incense, and the angel of the Lord appeared to, appeared to him standing on the right side of the altar of the incense, and Zechariah saw him, and he was troubled, and uh, uh, fear fell upon him. So listen, what did it say? It said all the other people was outside, right? All the other people was outside. He's inside. So he's having an ex- experience on the inside that nobody else knows about. Right? Now everybody else is looking, listen, everybody else looks at Christmas from the outside. But the Christians shouldn't look at it the same way everybody else does. Because it's not about Santa Claus. It's not about reindeer. Right? It's about the birth of the Savior of the world. Amen? So we're going to get an inside look. And let me tell you something. There was tremendous trouble happening on the inside. Everybody on the outside looking at stuff. Oh, this is cute. You pregnant, girl. When your due date? Yeah, me too. I'm just a few months behind you. You know, it's going to be all right. My back hurt. <laughs> My back hurt. You know, get mine too, mine too. Right? Yeah, I'm hungry. All right, so all of these type of things going on, these things going on, but there's much more serious things happening, right? 
So Zechariah's on the inside, the people are all on the outside. You know, he's in there having this experience. Now let's read about his experience with God introducing his miracle. Verse 13. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid. Now I want you to look at something. There's a word that's going to keep popping up. Troubled. Troubled. And what we have to, what we're going to take from this is that, and we've been going through this theme with all of these messages, when God brings something to you, when God introduces a miracle in your life, there's, there's somebody else going to come alongside. Trouble. Right? Understand something. When God show up with something, even your blessing might have trouble connected to it. Uh-oh. Right? Might have some work connected to it. But we can't identify our blessing because when trouble comes walking in with the blessing, we say that can't be from God. But all I'm seeing and everything that we've read and everything we've been looking at is trouble connected to the miracle. Right? So he says, uh, he was troubled and fear fell on him, verse 13. And the angel of the Lord said to him, don't be afraid. Zacharias, for your prayers is heard. Now remember what we said about this, about your miracle? We said, hey, look, I'm not going to abort this because I what? I prayed for this. Yeah, amen. So here's the answer to his miracle showing up. The answer to his prayers, his miracle showed up, and he prayed for it. And he's afraid. Let's see what his miracle looks like coming in there. More than swaddling clothes. So it says, the angel said, uh, for your prayer is heard and your wife Elizabeth will bear a son and you shall call his name John and you will have joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth for he shall, he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb and he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God and he will also go before him in the spirit and the power of Elijah and turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom uh, wisdom of the just and make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zechariah said unto the angel, how shall I know this? For I am an old man and my wife is advanced in years. All right. So, you know, he asked a question. Uh, he asked a question that a lot of people, I mean, if it's me and, I, you know, first off, I, I'm in the temple and everybody else is outside and the angel shows up. And we start having a conversation. I got to make sure that you, you're not Mickey, you know, this, uh, 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 John's cousin disguised as an angel. I need to know, you know, that you're a real angel that I'm in there talking to about this. I know you popped up from out of nowhere, but I was nodding, you know, and when I opened my eyes, I saw you, right? So I need to know that first. So he asked me, he said, well, you know, really, you know, a sensible human question. How am I going, how, how do I really know this, right? And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God. And sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute and not able to speak. So the angel said, listen, you know, and you think that's a quick, quick response. The dude only said, how am I going to know? He said, now I ain't going to shut you up. You ain't going to be able to talk no more, right? You think, angel, that was quick. Quick, he only said one thing. And so the angel shut him up. He wasn't going to be able to speak. He said, until the day the things take place because you did not believe my words, that will be fulfilled in their own time. Now, this is one thing. We have to look at a couple of things. Not only how quick on the draw the angel was to shut him up. He didn't even give him a second chance to do anything else. Or maybe, maybe we just caught the end of the conversation. But he told the guy, he says to him, he says, you was praying. I'm answering your prayers. How many times do people pray and then when God answers them, they say, whoo, for real? Is this God? Say, man, you, you've been asking for this. You know, maybe that's why the angel's like, man, are you serious? Are you serious? I came over here for you. You prayed, and I'm here, and you... What are we doing? Shut up. <laughs> right? Sometimes that's the only appropriate answer. 
Be quiet. Right? So they have in this situation, he tells them, you're not going to be able to speak to, you're not going to be able to talk. And the people watch, what verse will we stop at? This is going to take place. Okay, it's 21. Start 21. And the people uh, waited for Zacharias. Remember, people outside, and they marveled uh, that he lingered in so long in the temple. So he's in there taking longer than normal, right? Because he's having this experience. They're only outside guessing what's happening. Right? A lot of times when God's doing something in your life, there's a miracle taking place. People on the outside, they don't have the information they left to guess. Right? So they start verbalizing guesses and critiques about different things that God is dealing with you intimately about. But just because the people outside don't have the full understanding of what's happening, we don't submit to what they, what, what, what they're saying. We stick with God because who's on the inside? Of the situation. Who's having the intimate details? Who's God talking to about the thing? He's talking to you. We're not concerned about them being confused, about them speculating. We're not concerned about them making guesses because I I don't need to guess. I don't need to speculate. I'm in here talking to the representative of God right now. I'm not going to be moved because they don't understand what's happening. Amen? 22. Um, So he says, but when he came out, he could not speak. And they perceive, they perceive, remember what I said, they don't really know what's happening, that he had seen a vision in the temple, for he beckoned unto them and remained speechless. Verse 23, so it was as soon as the days of his service were completed that he departed to his own house, and now after those days his wife Elizabeth conceived and hid herself five months, saying, thus the Lord has dealt with me these days when I look, when he looked upon me to take away my reproach among my people. So we see that uh, uh, Zacharias, remember what verse I stopped at. You see that Zacharias is there having this experience with the angel. He's in there doing his job, you know, working his incense, maybe doing a little dance like Pastor Ben did. Pastor Ben, do that dance again for us. No, I'm just kidding. Doing a, doing, doing a dance while he's doing his work in his his incense in the temple, you know, whatever, listening to Run DMC, old school Christmas songs, and he's just in there doing his doing his his work in there, right? And so the angel shows up and tells him all this stuff, and he tells the angel, hey, well, how do I know you the real deal? I know it's going to really happen. The angel said, oh, shut up, you ain't going to be able to talk until the whole thing is over with. And so he has this experience. So then he goes home, the wife gets pregnant. Remember, they were all older too. Abraham uh, wasn't the only one. Abraham and Sarah wasn't the only one had kids when they was older. So he's older, they're older too. And so, now listen, how many of you know somebody, right in my neighborhood it happened like that. How many of you know somebody who got pregnant and tried to hide it from everybody? Oh, no. I ain't going to tell nobody I put these big shirts on. Big shirts. I put these big shirts on, nobody going to know. I don't need nobody to know. I just changed how I dress all of a sudden. <laughs> you know, I was, everything was fitted until now. And now I got these big shirts on. Nobody knows. So here she's hiding for five months. Five whole months. Don't want nobody to know. This is, listen, this miracle brought drama to everybody. It wasn't just about no swaddling clothes. People was, lives was changing because Jesus was on the way. And why shouldn't their lives be changed because Jesus is on the way? When God get ready to do something, people close to you and you is going to change some things in their life. It's not going to come without change. It's not going to come without trouble. I got to explain, you know, oh, I sure wanted for a long time, but how I'm going to tell them, you know, whatever situation she caused her to hide for five months. Right. So Zacharias had an encounter with the angel. He can't talk. He got to go home and can't, you know, and write his wife a look. I, you know, and I bet he didn't even tell the whole story. 
Yeah, now Angel told me to be quiet. It's a secret. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's a secret, and we're on a mission for God, like the Blues Brothers. And I can't be really talking about it, so don't ask me no more. <laughs> right? So I can't be talking about it. He, so he, they go, he goes home and they have this discussion. Now she's pregnant and he can't talk. But that let him off the hook from explaining to everybody what happened. Just go about his work and shrug his shoulders. I don't know, you know. It is what it is. Right? 26. Okay, so now we, we, talk, we looked at Zacharias. We looked at Elizabeth a little bit. We're going to come back to her. Now we're going to look at Mary. Talking about the introduction of the greatest miracle of the world and how it affected these people. It was more than swaddling clothes and manger scene talk. People's lives were affected when God brought the miracle. Your life is going to be affected when God brings you your miracle. When God brings that assignment, when God brings you that thing to do, your life is going to be affected. It's going to be impacted. It says it's now on the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent to God, sent by God to a city in Galilee named Nazareth, where a virgin was betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph. So we got a young girl and a young man, you know, a betrothed mean they about to get married, right? They're engaged, young couple, you know, giddy about the situation. He, 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 we're going to be married. We're going to pick out the dress and we're going to, you know, everything, how, whatever. I'm, I'm telling a, a right now story. I don't know if they did that, but this is Christmas in the 2018. I want you to understand what's happening. So they're, so they're having a wedding. All whatever excitement goes along with the wedding, they're going to do it, this, that, and the other. And so in the midst of them about to do the normal life, how many of you know that God will show up in the middle of you doing normal life? Because yeah, yeah. they was about to get married. Me and Joseph, Joseph, Joe, Joe. <laughs> I just think about Joseph. He's so cute. Oh, my God. <laughs> Joseph is so cute. Ever since we were little, I just thought he was the cutest. And now we're going to be married. Yes, I'm, we're going to have a little more time. I'm trying to pick up my dress, girl. You know what I mean? Get, get the picture. That's why you guys, hey, man, you got. that's why you understand your Bible. You got to get in there. You got to play with it. You got to help yourself understand it. Make it a noun thing, right? So they're going on with normal life, and God shows up again. The other guy was in there whistling, listening to his music, lighting his incense and doing, and the angel showed up. Right? He goes home, wife gets pregnant, he's married, about to get married, and the angel shows up. And the angel has similar words for everybody, and they have similar responses. It says, uh, she was betrothed to Joseph of the house of David, the virgin name was Mary, and having come in, the angel said unto her, Rejoice! Highly favored one, the Lord is with you, blessed are you among women. Right? Now watch the next verse. But when he, when she saw him, she was what? Troubled. She was troubled. When God bring the blessing, trouble coming along with it. He, the angel told her, he said, rejoice. He said, you're highly favored among women. You said, I'm, ble- I'm blessed, I'm favored, rejoice, and trouble is here? <laughs> trouble? Wow. Right? But, but God, listen, God, he knows the end of the situation. A lot of us run from the blessing of God because trouble come walking in with it. You can't run from the blessing of God because trouble comes along with it. We, well, listen, none of us would be saying, the world, well, it wouldn't even be no world if this hadn't happened. God said, I got something great. And the crazy part about it is God doing this great thing. If it was me, I wouldn't have went to deal with no people. I would have just worked with things. Look, boys. 
we, are, we, we used to working together. You do your part. You're going to do your part. You're not going to give me no problem. This, that, that. So you start getting people involved as problems. People are wild. Go to Walmart and, and see for yourself. You don't even have to go inside the store. Just park your car right around the parking lot. And see people coming out of Walmart in arguments and stories and this and that and the other, dealing with kids. And some of them happy, some of them sad, some of them mad. Don't come out of there. My credit card didn't work. You know, took up credit card didn't work. We couldn't buy the stuff. It's Christmas time. What did you do with the money? Well, I didn't spend it. I, you had to spend it. I didn't spend it. This that, and the other. You know, we was gonna buy the stuff for the kid. That's one scene coming out the Walmart. You got another scene coming out of there. People just not saying nothing. They just holding hands. You know, walking out of there. You know. Fifty something holding hands. Yeah, holding hands. Most time when I see a man, fifty, sixty years old, holding hands, you know, really excited. This ain't this ain't number one right here. This number two. Come here. I'm to the tell the truth. Say I'm the devil. Come here. I said most of the time. Right. I'm not saying it's the second woman. It's other woman. I'm just saying this might be the second marriage. See, I'm gonna do this time what I wouldn't do the first time. Somebody help me. Am I telling the truth or not? Listen, I don't hold Pastor Lori's hand unless she grabbed mine first because I'm like that. Right? She always wants to hold my hand because she knows I'm a catch. And she wants everybody to know that I'm her guy. She just wants people to know. Every time we go to the mall, she grabs my hand. I'm like, girl, I'm, I'm, I'm yours. I'm not. You don't have to grab my hand. Let my hand, let my hand go. Right? And so, but, but now when you see the guy, man, y'all not helping me in here. Pastor Ben, you ain't said nothing. Brother Cooper is saying nothing. We know we are not holding. At first, we hold hands. The first years, we hold hands. Brian, you're not off the hook. Next time I see y'all, you better be holding hands. I'm going to have something to say. Right? So you all holding hands. You see people coming out holding hands all happy? And then some come out, they're not holding hands all happy? You got kids coming out of there. People dealing with people is difficult. Because you got all kinds of people, and all of us got flaws. Yeah. Right? So the thing that really shocked me was that God came to present this opportunity to people. And he could have went to some other people that ain't had nothing going on. The man's in the temple. He's a priest. He's old. You know, well, hey, we thought we weren't going to get no kids. And he's bringing us one now, and the diapers. <laughs> and milk, I'm 80 years old, man. Really? Okay? Uh, you know, so he, he gets new babies. And and then uh, uh, the two about to get married. Now, what's the problem with the angel coming to her, telling her that that you you about to get married? I mean, you you about to have this baby. What's the problem with that? Because you're gonna be pregnant, and somebody's gonna know that it wasn't him. Joseph's gonna know, right? So more trouble. He tells her that she's highly favored, but he brought this trouble in the door. So she starts to have a conversation with him. Verse 30, then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God, and behold, you will conceive, and your womb will bring forth a son, and she uh, and his na- and shall call his name Jesus, and he will be great. Why is trouble attached to this situation? Because God is trying to establish something great. Right? And he will be great. And he will be called the son of the highest. And the, uh, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. God is trying to listen to me. Listen to me this morning. Snap off from everything else. 
and get, let's get back on focus. Don't you trip out when trouble comes because God's trying to do something great in your life, in your family, in your business, in your ministry. Don't be surprised that trouble showed up with it. Anything worth anything was born of some trouble. How many of you in here got kids? Do you love your kids? You ask the person, if you're a man, ask the woman that gave birth to your kids, was there trouble bringing them forward? There was trouble. See, we think about trouble. Now, there was trouble trying to get them to show up. There was trouble in the room when they was coming. Right? Anything great, anything worth having, trouble comes with it. Whether that is some training that you need to do the career that you want to, there's trouble that comes. You're going to have to inconvenience yourself. You're going to have to stay up, do some studying. You're going to have to learn this or that. You're going to have to do training. Whatever it takes, there's nothing worth having that trouble does not go alongside of. And you talk about the greatest miracle in the world, but there was a small group of people that said, I'm willing to go through the trouble. And that's all you need is a few that's willing to go through the trouble. All you need is a few people that's willing to go through the trouble of what God wants to establish. You can win with a few people. And so he brings it to these people. Nobody seems like they were any kind of superstar uh, person. He was a regular people dealing with issues and dealing with with situations. Where did it stop at? 32? Yeah, he will be great. And he will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And is of his kingdom there shall be no end. Verse 34. Then Mary said to the angel, how shall this be, seeing that I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit is going to make this thing happen. The thing that sounds impossible, all the trouble that's going to go along with it, the Holy Spirit is going to lead you through it. The Holy Spirit is going to lead you through it. We can camp out there for a second. God brings a thing to you that he wants you to do, and it gets tough. Trouble starts to rear his head. How are you going to make it through it? The Holy Spirit was the reason that it was born in the first place, and the Holy Spirit is going to see it through to the end. He's the one that's going to bring it to pass. Uh, the Holy Spirit will come upon you in the power of the highest. What, so look at that. We, have to, we can't skip past that. He said the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow. So what's the Holy Spirit going to bring along with him? Listen, the miracle brings trouble, but the Holy Spirit is going to bring power. Hallelujah. Amen. Right? The miracle is going to bring trouble, but the Holy Spirit is going to bring power to overcome the trouble. Yeah. Amen? <clears throat> uh, Elizabeth... Uh, your relative also, Elizabeth, your relative has also conceived a son in her, her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren, for God is, uh, nothing will be impossible. So actually there's two miracles happening at the same time. Elizabeth was barren, and Mary just gave birth with, with, with no human help. Two miracles happening consecutively, right? Then Mary said, Behold, maidservant of the Lord, let it be unto me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. So Mary had to be on board with what God wanted to do. Right? He came and he told her, he said, listen, this is what I'm proposing. This is what I want to establish. But she had to be in agreement and on board with the miracle. So watch this. Interesting. 
Verse 39, Now Mary arose in those days and went to the hill country in haste, the city of Judah, and entered into the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb. Everybody else talking about swaddling clothes and babies is jumping. The swaddling clothes, it's cute. It's good Christmas talk. But there's babies jumping. There's babies jumping. She walks into the room, and the baby, as soon as she comes in the room, the baby, oh. come on, man. Baby's jumping. Baby don't know how to talk. He ain't even born. I'm six months in the womb. Ain't even 100% fully developed. But even I can feel the presence yeah, of yeah. the Savior. Yeah. That boy said, Jesus just came here, huh? That ought, that ought to teach us that we ought to praise God. Yeah. If an unborn baby can praise. Amen. We walk, we talk, we can do all kinds of stuff. Unborn baby. Yeah. Oh my God. The man just came in. <laughs> my man just came in. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> my man walked in the door. Mamas ain't even, mamas ain't even said a word yet. It's like some Star Wars Jedi stuff. That boy said, my man just walked in. The, the reason that I'm gonna be born, why my mom ain't bearing no more, just. Come on, come on, come on. He just walked in. Oh my God. Ah, he's excited. Maybe we not, but he was, he was excited. My man just came. So people talking about swaddling clothes, people on the outside of the temple, all around outside of the family, and there's all this miracle happening that's affecting all of these people in so many different ways. Verse 42. Then she spoke with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed are the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is he who has believed, for there will be fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. So let's go, let's skip down to verse uh, 57. Verse 57. This is the birth of John the Baptist. Now Elizabeth's full time had come to her to be delivered, and she brought forth a son, when her neighbors and relatives heard how the Lord had shown great mercy to her, they rejoiced with her. Verse 59. So it was on the eighth day that uh, they came to circumcise the child. And they would have called him by the name of his father, Zacharias. His mother answered and said, No, he shall be called John. Verse 61. But they said to her, There is no one among your relatives who is called by this name. So they made signs that uh, to his father... What his name, uh, what, what he would have called him. Now look at that, we have to stop and have to look at that. People on the outside of the situation, they don't know. You know, he, he, I, I can imagine he put a billboard up, in, billboard up in the neighborhood and said, the angel made me shut up, that's why I ain't talking to none of y'all. Right? They just know he ain't talking and acting funny and she pregnant and uh, that's, that's a strange thing. Two older people and just living, doing what they do every day, he serve at the temple and she does what she do and now she's pregnant and he can't talk. If you're on the outside of the house, you're scratching your head. <laughs> Something going on in there. You have to know that, right? 
Something's going on. Something's up. Yeah, what's going on over there? And so uh, the, the people on the outside, they they have an idea that because this is how we usually do it. We usually name the baby after the daddy. That's what we usually do. People on the outside always got an opinion of what's supposed to happen when the miracle happened on the inside. I always got something to say about what's going on the inside. But you remember, they're on the outside. They don't know what's going on. Right. And so, uh, you know, at first he had to be shut up and had to be made quiet. But I think he got his stuff together after this. Because he said, you know, now I can't talk, but he started nudging people and hate charades. You know, I need to write. Give me a pen. And so he writes down on the paper and says, no, nah, the boy name going to be John. And so we know that he learned because after he did that, the Bible says that he could talk again. His tongue was loosed. Then he went to praising God and, and prophesying about Jesus. Totally different attitude. Sometimes it, sometimes it takes God to get you in a place where you ain't doing a whole bunch of talking before your attitude gets changed and he can work with you. All of this stuff going on, and the only thing we can think about at Christmas time is swaddling clothes. All of this trouble they're going through to get this thing to happen. Folk is going through trouble. Women is hiding pregnancies. Men can't talk. Persons who have never been with a man before is going to have a baby. And Joseph, we forgot about Joseph in the whole situation. The angel had to go to Joseph. Had to go to Joseph and tell him, hey, I'm doing this. Had to get Joseph to buy into this whole situation. Because, uh, and, and the angel told Joseph, he said, listen, don't, don't, you know, put her out there. This is my project. Did you hear what I said? Don't go telling people that she's been unfaithful to you. This is my project. This is what I'm doing. The people on the outside will never understand, but I need you to buy in to what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. I need you to buy in. I need you to work with me. But did you hear what I just said? I need you to work with me. Work with me on this. I got a project I'm working on. And it's, it's top secret right now. But I need you to work with me on this. Don't go telling people she's been unfaithful. This is my project. I'm trying to get my son into the world. And I need y'all's help. Don't go around. Amen. So all of these things are happening behind the scenes trying to get Jesus into the world. And at Christmas time, again, most of what we can think about you know, and again, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm, I'm, I'm a Santa Claus fan. I got Santa Claus shirts. Most of what we can think about is Santa Claus. Amen? But it's not about Santa Claus. It's about the trouble that God went through to get his son into the earth. It's about all the trouble that God sent. And why did God send his son into the world? John 3.16 for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That's a great scripture. But my personality gravitates past that over into the scriptures that follow. Come on. This, this, one, this is one of the things that really pushed me over into my love and heart for evangelism. 
And it was, it was like a wow. When I read the scripture, it was like, these set of scriptures, it was like, wow. Let's start at verse 16. John three sixteen. it says, That for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. We like that one too, just like the swaddling clothes. That's a good one for us. You know what scripture? John three sixteen. You're 35 years old, that's all you got. The little kids in the children's church got more working than that. 35, and that's all you got. Now, John 3.16, and I go to Lakewood Church. That's what I, I'm not knocking Lakewood Church, but it come on TV. Pastor John was, even when Pastor John was there, I go to Lakewood. You're lying. Stop lying on the people. It's the only church you know. Number 17, verse 17. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Yeah. So he starts to break it down even further. Yeah, now he says, yeah, you got the scripture, John three sixteen, but now I'm fixing to put some pressure on you. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So John three sixteen is telling you that I sent him to save you. Verse 18. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he has not believed on the name of the only begotten Son of God. Verse 19. And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. See, this is the rest of John 3.16. He said, I sent the light, but they didn't want him. Why didn't they want him? Because they love the darkness more than they love the light. All of this sacrifice... All of these people and the efforts that went forth into bringing the baby forward. And not just that, the stories continue after he was born. Yeah. Some people like, like, like the Talladega Nights movie, The Sweet Baby Jesus. The, see, we can talk about the sweet baby in the manger, but he can't, he turned into a grown man. Yes, and everybody knew the purpose of the grown man. This guy has to grow up. This baby has to grow into a man because he has a job for God to do. Remember when his mom and them left him at the temple and they came back and they said, Jesus, what are you doing here? And, and, the, and the little 12-year-old told him, said, y'all must have forgot the reason behind the trouble. Somebody forgot the reason behind the trouble. Didn't you know it was a goal on the other end of the trouble? The man told y'all what I was about and you shocked that I'm here? There's purpose on the other side of the trouble. When we lose sight of the purpose on the other side of the trouble, that's when we become weak. That's when we lose heart. You cannot lose sight of the purpose on the other side of the trouble that we go through in, in birthing things for God. That's right. So they leave and they come back and Jesus, he straight face looks at him, 12 year old. He said, hey, didn't you know I must be about mine? Yes, for God. What the trouble is all about. Remember the Zacharias and no talking? Then you told me about Uncle Zach. No talking. And how she hid, and Elizabeth hid. And the angel came and all of y'all. You forgot about that? I gotta do what, what I showed up here to do. So the trouble will come with the promise for the Holy Spirit to bring the, the power to defeat the trouble. And we must keep in mind the reason why we go through all the trouble in the first place. That God is trying to establish something. He's trying to establish something. So in all of this time around the Christmas season, 
Let's not lose sight that God started this whole thing that we celebrate. Now, Jesus is the only one that I know on his birthday, he don't get presents. Everybody else get them but him. God went through all this trouble. Let's not forget the reason why. Jesus was born to be a sacrifice so that other people could be saved. So let's not lose focus in this season or any other season. And let's also remember again that God, when God brings a thing into your life, when he brings, he calls you to play a role in something he's trying to establish. We don't lose heart because we understand there's tremendous purpose on the other side of it. Amen. 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 Why don't you stand up with me real quick? I know we still got, we got to take up the offering. I want you just to finish, spend a few minutes or a few moments right now thinking about your role in the script that God has given you in the miracle that he's trying to establish that you connected to. Think about your role in the script that God has handed to you in the miracle that he's trying to establish right now. God's handing you a script called your life.